When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Lisa Bilyeu, who is rocking the Christmas spirit. I am. And apparently you're on the naughty list. So, yeah, in case you can't see it. I can confirm that. On the naughty. (laughs) You can confirm (laughs) that, can you? (laughs) Will I still get a gift? Oh, more more than you can imagine, (laughs) my dear. Um, so guys, thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, submit them in the comments below and we'll get started. Let's do it. Jump right in. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the pressure. All right, let's jump right in. Okay, so we want to announce the last week's results because you seem horrified that we didn't have the week before. I was horrified. I'm going to keep it real, real Which actually was very endearing, by the way. Really? Yeah, it's cute. I didn't think, expect it. Um, okay, so last week's would you rather, here was the question, would you rather date someone with low self-esteem or someone who is unjustifiably cocky? And if you didn't already answer last time, drop into the comments right now. We want to know what you think. Yeah, or at least mind. I do. Lisa apparently doesn't care, but I care. <laughs> no, I do. Okay, and the results are six people said low self-esteem. Okay. One person said cocky. Surprising. Do we know if that was a man or a woman? It was a man that said they want someone cocky. Wow. All right. Interesting. Yeah. And two people basically said neither. So they'd rather be alone. Okay. That's interesting. Which, hmm. um, yeah. They cheated. They did cheat a little. I was about to say. Yeah. But. It's like, I don't want either, either, but. But his was actually even more interesting. Three people said that low self-esteem and unjustifiably cocky are actually one and the same. Because you're just unjustifiably cocky to cover up for your insecurity, yeah, low self-esteem. Sort of. Which well, I, then I guess which manifestation do you prefer? I'm not entirely sure. Like, there's a, a symmetry to that that I love, and they both come from not great emotionally stable places. I don't know that I totally agree. It's like bullying, for instance. Bullying happens because they feel powerful when they're bullying you. So even if, like... Yeah the need and or desire to bully ultimately boils back to an insecurity. The reality is bullying you makes them feel good. It isn't like they're crying inside while they're doing it. I want that to be true. That would be amazing, but it's not true. Mm. So that's the bad news. So I'm not entirely sure the people that are unjustifiably cocky are always insecure. They may actually be cocky about that thing. That may be the one thing that they really believe that they're good at. And they need to cling to it. So anyway, I could yeah. derail us on that. I was going to say, yeah, we could derail. I find for a long I find time. those motivations very interesting. Um, all right, so we've got a kickoff question from last week. Um, also, no, it's a, a kickoff. Would you rather? Wow. Sorry. Let's do um, it. All right, so kickoff. Would you rather, guys? We want you to join in. Put in the comments below. Um, would you rather? And Tom doesn't know these are always uh, new to you. Yes. So would you rather have your trust bro- broken by your p- partner, mm-hmm. but the aftermath makes your relationship stronger, or never have trust issues at all? Wow, That's that a is good amazing. One. Is that another shady old lady special? It is. In these fact, because you had kind of good. hinted to what it was, but I so didn't expect it to go in that direction. That's a good one. That's a good. I'm going to repeat like it for the people yeah, at home. Yeah. So please put in your com- in the comment box. Would you rather have your trust broken by your partner yeah. but the aftermath makes your relationship stronger yeah. or never have trust issues at all you know it's so um to me this this is gonna separate the world into buckets and i'm gonna go with the literal wording of the question i want to be very clear about my answer because it would change if if words were slightly changed so i would rather have Broken trust followed by a stronger relationship because to me it is it's the exact formula of you make a mistake you have a growth mindset you learn from that mistake mistakes really are the most powerful lessons you're ever going to encounter 
if and only if you're willing to accept that you made a mistake, open yourself up, be humble, make the change. So that's, to me, I read that question exactly the same as I read, would you rather make a mistake and get better because of it or never make a mistake? Like I'd rather make a lot of mistakes if I'm actually gonna grow and get better and improve. And that has been such a potent force in my life. I'd rather trust issue followed by a stronger relationship which is the word that is very important. If it was broken trust, followed no, even if it was followed by more trust, if it if it comes out the other side that that important thing is better, then I'll take the the mistake. Mm. I'm always looking for ways to strengthen our relationship. I think you know our relationship is very strong. So I should I, just start breaking your trust. The the funny <laughs> thing is, and I was like, but I don't want you to ever lose the trust. So um, God, that's a tough one. But ultimately, I think like you, it would have to be like if we could truly come out the other side stronger for mm. it, then I think that. But um, in an ideal world, it's we have an incredible relationship and we're strong because we've. There's no cheating. This yeah. is the way you rally. There homie. you go. All right. Damn it. Damn Everybody's it. always trying to take that third option. Yeah. Why not? Try. Um. Okay. Great. All right, so hopefully you guys answered at home and now we'll go on to the uh, start the kickoff question. Yes. This is from Saul Martinez. Hey, Tom and Lisa, you guys are awesome. So I made a stupid mistake about a year ago. Didn't physically cheat, but it was still wrong what I did. I absolutely regret it and have been trying to prove myself all year. She's still very insecure and has trust issues with good reason. I just want to know what we both can do to kind of get us back to a healthy place. We have a five-month-old baby, just to throw another wrench in the works. Um, and we've made the decision to stick this through no matter how hard it gets, but we don't want to be toxic to each other. Thanks. Wow, that's super self-aware. Um, to me, there's only one solution to this problem, and that is the the person... First of all, I want to acknowledge him. Not only did he ask the question, which is brave, he put his name, which um, I think is amazing. He's not trying to hide. like He's clearly mm -hmm. owning this mistake. So um, that's pretty incredible. And then I think there's only one... Uh, way to solve this problem and that is she needs to or whoever to make it broader whoever the person is that's having the trust issues needs needs to detail out what they would need in order to have trust again because the honest answer mm. as is at some point the trust is a leap of faith where you just decide i'm now going to trust this person again and so there's never going to be a time where it's just like oh yeah like it all, all feels right. right you know what i mean yeah. so it you need to lay out what you would need to be true in order to feel that, in order to be willing to take the leap of faith again, to have that trust. Mm. And then once those conditions are met, then you actually need to take the leap of faith. So, and if you can't deliver on that, then it's like either it extends or you realize we're just never gonna be able to do this. Or worse yet, if you get to that point, he's delivered on everything that you asked him. If you just find, yourself constantly moving the goalpost, constantly right. moving, the, it was not enough, it's not enough, I still don't feel there, I'm not ready, then it just may not be savable. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that um, I, I really admire that they have a, a five month old and they're really trying to make it work. Um, and everything you just said is exactly right. Like if that was me and I didn't trust you, I would be very honest about what I would need from you. So it's like, I would need to, like if I wanna just check your phone randomly, you can't push back. Like I, that's what I'm gonna need to be able to get into that trust. Um, because over time it just may seem like, oh my gosh, she's crazy and she keeps checking my phone and like lay it all out. This is what I think I need. But also, I think you might need like a deadline at some point because it's like, what are you going to do? Do that for the next 10 years? So I think you, like you said, you almost need to reassess each, um, each time, like, or, you know, once a week or once a month, like, how do we think this is going? Do we think we're actually progressing? Like having a, um, just a reality check. Um, because like you said, you may think this is what you need and then it comes time and you push that goalpost because you're like, wow, shit, I'm still not there. Um, and I think that being bitter or holding on to resentment um, won't help them, won't help their relationship and definitely won't help their, their child. So at some point, if you feel like you've tried everything as much as, um, and look, it's easy for me to say because I'm not in that situation, I don't have a five-month-old, but I think this is how I would act, is that 
at some point we need to be happy and it's not good for the child if we're always arguing and we don't trust each other because if the kid will pick up on that eventually and so it's important to acknowledge that yes you want to try for the kid but also are you guys happy and have you tried everything possible to get your relationship on the straight and narrow because if you haven't or if you have tried everything and you're still not connected then I think seriously considering what is best for the child and splitting up may be that answer no question so um all right so on to the next question hi this is from tess r Pereira. i'm always butchering last names sorry guys hi tom and lisa i admire your i admire your solid partnership i have two questions one how do you restore trust and relationship and how do you get your partner on board with this effort and two, after a breach of trust, how do you know if a relationship is worth saving versus knowing it's time to let go? Well, um, to answer the last part first, I think that at the end of the day, it's, it gets so into the specifics of what happened and how the trust was violated, which will determine whether or not I want to work on it. But there's in the business side of things, there is... Um, an acronym called WHOOP, which is Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, Plan. So what's your wish? What's the outcome that you want to come from that wish? What's the optical that, obstacle that stands in the way of that? And what's the plan to actually get there? Now, you do all of that to then assess, when I look at what it's going to take to get back, to get over this betrayal or whatever, am I met with excitement? Like, oh my, yes, I'm willing to put in that work. And on the other side, I think our relationship would be better. It'd be amazing. Like, I'm actually glad this happened and you're looking at it that way. And like to the first, would you rather? It's like you can really see and feel that your relationship is gonna be better on the other side. So if you do that whoop plan and you feel good and empowered and positive mm. and optimistic, it's worth it. If on the other side of that, you're like, Jesus, I'm just gonna be back with the same person. And that's not my only issue. And there's actually a whole litany of things. And you know what? This is kind of like that thing I've actually been looking for. And now this gives me a chance with good reason to say, you know what? I've just had enough. Hey, there you go. You mm. know, like that, that the relationship is not worth saving at that point. And I think that that really does come down to just gut instinct, gut reaction. You can think about it all day long in your gut. And we know my obsession with the actual gut and how many neurons there are. And it's roughly, in fact, we just had on health theory, which shady old lady produces that. Um, we just had Dr. Emerin Mayer on the show and he talked about how Meyer Emerin Meyer uh, on the show, and he talked about how um, it, it is this, it, it's as big as the spinal cord, which I've never heard somebody talk about, like in terms of uh, density, he said, uh, the number of neurons. I was really surprised by that. So I've heard it referred to as a cat brain, but that both give you a sense of like how potent and powerful the gut really is in terms of feeding you up something that doesn't feel logical or thought through in that way, which I think people then struggle and they think, oh no, I really need to like enumerate this. But really in that there is, there is actual brain material doing that quote unquote thinking. And I think that in many ways, the logic side of your brain is simply going to try to justify what you already feel. So really trusting that. That's why people tell you when you can't make a decision, flip a coin. When the coin's in midair, you have a feeling, a feeling, yeah, right, of what you want to happen, yeah. and so learning to trust that gut. I, every word that I'm going to say around it is is to that. Like, hmm. tap into, identify what your gut is telling you as to whether or not you're going to move forward. And one thing that I was going to add to the last one, um, but I wanted to keep my answer really concise, is that uh, I just lost it. Rather than after breach stuff. of trust, how do you know if a relationship is worth saving versus knowing it is time to let go? Yeah. There was something I was going to add to oh. the, oh, that nobody has a moral obligation to stay in a relationship. Mm. Like, as you were talking about, oh, we have a five-month baby, five-month-old baby, and we have to do what's right for the child. Sure, but like, also you have to do what's right for you. This is your life, and you need to live it. And I think it's super weird that parents click over into this, like, the child's the only thing that matters. The child is not the only thing that matters. The child is incredibly important, maybe even first, but you also matter. So if it's like, oh, it would be a little lame to like stay in the marriage, but you know what? It'll still be an amazing life. Okay, great. But if it's like, this is gonna suck, I'm gonna hate every day of this and I'm gonna do it for the child, that's ridiculous in my worldview. Absolutely patently ridiculous. So I'll stop there. Yeah. Um, 
I think for me, if you broke my trust, I would immediately go to, I am like, if it wasn't cheating, because I've obviously made very, very clear that no if cheating, you ever no cheated on me. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I love that those rhyme. <laughs> um, I literally would just, I would walk away. I've, I know that about myself. I've, I don't, I know myself well enough to know I won't be able to overcome this. Um, and to be honest, I don't want to overcome it. That but, is more true. Yeah, I really don't. Because if you cheated on me, for me, because, and it's kind of like twofold, because I've put the line in the sand and you still did it, that speaks so loudly to me. Sure. Because it's like. Oh, and you're so stubborn like that I as am well. stubborn. Like, and I, I, I put that, that line in the sand when we first met. Yeah, so part 100%. of it would be because I was so strict on it and I've told you so many times and you still did it, that shows the type of respect that you have for me, right? Because I get that cheating can be mistakes, but um, yeah, I think I've just made it so clear and you're so aware of your emotions and your thoughts and your actions that I would call absolute BS if you turned around and was like, oh my God, I didn't mean to. I didn't know what I was doing. I was caught up in the moment. It's like, I've seen you caught up in your emotional moments and you can still control yourself. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. So if it was cheating specifically, I would immediately let go. I would walk away. If it was other trust issues, because I am so in love with you, because we have a history together of 17 years, because I so identify myself as one part of a whole with you, I would do everything I could to make it right. And I would sit down with you and I, it would be like beating a dead horse, right? Like, okay, where are we now? And if it had to be every day, I would do it every day. I'd be like, all right, today, this is where I think we went wrong. This is how I feel. And this is what I need from you. And what do you need from me? And I would be so detailed about how I'm feeling on a daily basis and communicating that with you um, that I would do everything I could and that's how I would assess um, my actions there. But eventually, if I felt like, wow, it's been six months and it's now eroding my self-esteem and this is now eroding me as a human being and I don't feel like I can be the best me because of this, I would then go, all right, so maybe it's not right for you. Even if I wanted it so badly... Um, if it was completely destructive to who I was for a long period of time, I would go this, I've got to put myself first. So what are your I, thoughts? I can so see no, your No, the eye. funny thing is I, I'm totally with you. And I, I struggle every single time with like, I've, I've heard you and I don't know if I need to say like word, I got you right. I'm with you. Like <laughs> I always feel like, am I just trying to have the last word? So I want to like silently acknowledge, I, I guess, know, that it's better to say like, yeah. I'm with you. I totally get yeah. it. Fair enough. I totally hear you. I totally get it. Um, and it's, it is an answer that were we off camera, we would talk about it for like 45 minutes. It's so fascinating. About what? All of it. It's just oh, so right. intriguing. Yeah. Like the way, like underneath the answers that people just heard is like we come to the to similar conclusions from like just dramatically different places yeah. like for you like the whole thing of like i've made it so clear and you still did it and that shows what you think of me i don't think like that at all like that's so you and like i i so understand that and my thing is you're right a hundred percent i control my behavior at all times even when i've been drinking which is admittedly rare but even when i'm drinking like i have no sense of being out of control none like i'm never like oh i'm gonna do something i wouldn't otherwise do like that's so i can't even understand that so i have what i call the overwatch mechanism the overwatch is ever present no matter what i'm doing uh so yeah if i cheated on you it would be an you'll never hear me be like saying you know oh my god like i was out of control and it just like got mm -hmm. caught away i would never so i totally i totally get why for that reason you'd be like but i know you and i know that that's not what happened and for me to cheat it would take a, a complete collapse of our relationship so by then it's like i, I mean even, even like then a hundred percent. We agreed like in year one it was you said to me and that always resonated with me you're like look if you you need to like be with somebody else, go be with somebody else, but break up with me first. Yeah. And I thought respect, like I totally get that. So yeah, that, I mean, it would just like, it would be a collapse of who I am as a human mm -hmm. being, I think is the real honest answer. Uh, so, and then you've got this whole like, 
principles thing. And the funny thing is have. we are very different. And I know that a lot of people looking, uh, watching at home, I think have that, right? Where certain things about them and their partner are complete polar opposites. And for us, we are very polar opposite with this sort of thing because, yeah, I do... Um, thanks to my lovely mother, I'd like to blame her. Um, but we, I do have those types of morals and lines in the sand where it's like, and I try to be very clear because I think you have to set everybody up for success and so let them know what those lines are because sometimes people cross it and they don't realize. So for me and you, I always thought, okay, these are the two things that in a relationship I don't ever think I can overcome. And so I just made it clear from like day one, like these are the the things and I know that you don't work like that and that's not how your mind works and we've debated that a lot and what I love is that you don't try then to change me you definitely tell me your opinion um and anymore yeah anymore you're right yeah, actually. I used to be a yeah. psycho about yeah that. you did and then it just ended up being a disaster because then we would butt heads and it's like look I just need you to respect this is where I come from and I hear you you're trying to change my mind I need to be very open to the fact that you have a different opinion because I if I can change and it betters my life, why not? But we've discussed it so many times. And for me, especially with something like this, it's like, I'm not going to budge. And now you've come to the point where you absolutely respect it. You don't try and change my mind, but you're very open that you think I'm still like crazy about it, which is fine. Um, and, and the word crazy, like, is fine for you and I when it's just us. Uh, but yeah, I will say true. for I a guess, general audience, yeah, that's true. It, it's counterproductive. Right. So you're actually moving away from what you want in the way that the whole That's like it's the principle crazy, of the yeah. thing. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Right. So, but anyway. That that's oh. one where I could do an entire episode <laughs> yeah. on that. I will restrain myself. All right, on to the next question. All right. This is from Charles Rowe. Loving the show. What are some tips you can give for trying to make someone feel good about themselves when they're around you? That's so powerful. And in the wording of his question, I know that he gets it. So it's, a, it's about feeling good. Mm. Feeling. Make the other person feel good. So the temptation is to say positive things occasionally and feel like you've somehow done your duty. But the reality is the real question you have to ask about anyone in your life is what do they feel when you walk into the room? What do they feel? And Can I just stop you for a second? Yeah. It seems so easy now or so clear now but I remember when you first told me that because you're like baby I just want you to feel good when you're around me and I was like it again seems so like easy and normal but you're so right it's like if someone doesn't feel good around you then why would they want to be around you so anyway sorry just no to not at so all powerful so you said that to me and what's interesting about feelings is feelings have everything to do with everything leading up to that moment and very little to do with that moment. Now, that doesn't mean that in um, a truly codependent relationship, which I think people can get into with uh, their boss, their employees, like it, there's a million people whose emotions then become like they infiltrate your emotions in that moment. So I'm not talking about that necessarily. I'm talking about like you're, let's say, in a neutral state. How does that person feel when they see you, right? So that has everything to do with your relationship leading up to that point. So it's it's like steering a boat. It doesn't happen automatically. It takes a lot of time to change somebody's feeling about mm -hmm. you. And so that requires consistent behavior over time. So the answer is all of that. It, if you want to impact how somebody feels about you and feels good about themselves, you've got to be consistent over time with being optimistic, with being positive, with being welcoming, with being excited to see them, of seeing the good in them and not the bad, of, um, you know, listening when they need you to listen. And <laughs> an example from this morning where, and it was very, I won't derail on that, super interesting to me, like how even all these years later, oh, so I can now. still like, I don't even see what you're looking for because my worldview is, is the matrix. It is so ever present that I don't even realize that it's there. So my thing with, I just want to solve the problem. So you present a problem and it, your worldview is so ever present. You just assume that I'm going to see that what you well, need. Would you want to explain what? No, because then we'll just derail on that. Okay. So let's stick on this. So I recognize in that moment that that's like in the columns of make you feel good, make you feel bad. That's a deposit in the make you feel bad column. Now I like to think that it's just overwhelming on the make you feel good. So a few drops in the bucket on the make you feel bad side, like whatever it is, nobody's perfect. And so there's going to be missteps like that. So, but that on balance is what you're looking for, right? And so the whole notion where I say, use your impulse to criticize 
mental jujitsu it and flip it around and instead of criticizing, use it as an opportunity to authentically compliment. And that came from me realizing like both the criticism and the compliment are real. But if I'm always leading with a criticism, which are usually pretty minor, especially mm -hmm. compared to the things that I really feel about you that light me on fire, that are amazing, that if I'm, if I'm always dripping on those and externalizing those, but I'm not taking the time to externalize the very real things about you that I love and are amazing and oftentimes are actually even related to the thing that's winding me up. So I just realized, man, if, if I, it has everything to do with what you externalize and it has everything to do with the ratio of negative to positive. So if I can just make it super tactical. And in fact, there's a guy named Jeffrey Canada that looked at why people that grow up in the inner cities end up not succeeding as much as people that grow up in, in middle-class families. And he said, it really boils down to the following dead simple formula. It's the number of words that a child hears by the age of five and the ratio of positive to negative words has everything to do with their emotional centers and their language centers. And I thought it is so terrifying that it's that simple. But he said, just looking at the studies, that's it. It's the raw number of words. So middle-class families tend to read to their children more. They tend to talk to them more. And then the ratio of positive to negative in a middle-class family is 70% positive, 30% negative. And in an inner city um, environment, it's the exact opposite. So it's 70% negative, 30% positive. And he said that sets them up for their entire lives, good or bad. Mm -hmm. And that this something similar would be true in a relationship where, go ahead. Okay. I just want people to, to see, learn to do that. When you see that the other person has something to say, to stop, because most people keep going. So what go were ahead. you about to say? No, go on, finish your <laughs> sentence and then I'll... I'll I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, the one thing that I'll add though to that is you've got to know who they are and how they perceive um, what you're trying, like the making them feel good because what you may do for one person doesn't actually work for the other person so for instance like the book captivate so we read it we did the whole test um and that's uh, by vanessa van edwards who her bite went viral 10 that's million right, views yeah. super excited um but anyway her book captivate was so amazing so enlightening we'd been together we did it like what six months ago We'd been together for like 17 years and we still learned something about each other with this book. And in the test, it basically said that um, for you, your language of appreciation is um, words of affirmation. And I was always doing things for you, making you food and trying to do, thinking that that's how you felt good to be around me, right? Like, oh, you thought nice thoughts of me. Um, and it really wasn't like you don't really um, associate acts of, what is it called? Acts of service. Acts of service. So, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love them. Sure. But it's, yeah, but they if rank lower. Right. But if it's like words of affirmation, um, then I know that's how you feel good about yourself or that you feel good in general. So I thought, okay, well, now I'm just going to change my technique because I really do want you every time you're around me to have nice thoughts and to feel good when you're around me. And vice versa. Like for me, it was I, um, I want you acts of service. So you doing things for me, that's what makes me feel good. That's what makes, gives me warm feelings when you boil the kettle for me. So I think it's also important that when you're around people and you want to make them feel good, you have to know the language that they speak. No question. So, um, okay, next question. This is from Kelsey Newman. My partner and I have similar viewpoints on life ambition, finances, family, etc., and a very good understanding of how the other acts and what they need when upset and or angry. While we have definitely had disagreements, we have never nor felt the, to, the need to yell at one another during a disagreement, which is great. My friend thinks it's a strange and unhealthy to have non-argument yelling at your partner and has a very different relationship with her husband. They ultimately believe that by not seeing each other at the absolute worst will lead to failure if when it and if to failure if and when it does occur. Do you think it's healthy or unnatural to have not yelling in a relationship? So let me just sum that up. Do I think it's unhealthy to not yell at each other? Is that the question? Correct. Um, that the very question just strikes me as super bizarre. So no, I don't think it's unhealthy. If it, it is deeply unhealthy to not talk about it, to not 
walk through it and explain to each other what's going on and come to an understanding to really deeply internalize the other person's point of view and where they're coming from. That would be dangerous to a relationship. But if you're able to get to that point without yelling and screaming and arguing like that, that seems like the absolute goal of yeah. learning to communicate with each other. So yeah, that I literally don't even understand somebody that would think it's unhealthy <clears throat> to not yell. When it comes to platforms that will help you run a business, there is no shortage of options on the market. But if you want to use the best, most advanced, and most efficient platform out there, you need to be using Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. With award-winning customer service, the internet's highest converting checkout page, and a suite of integrated AI tools, Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy to start, run, and grow a business. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly use Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash impact right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash impact. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Oh, I can tell you exactly why they're saying that. Because they have to justify why it's okay for them in their relationship to do it. Sure. It's still crazy. I get the justification. Right, but I'm saying like I, whenever someone projects something like that on me where it's like, like people used to say, right, like I can't believe that you and Tom give yourselves over to each other so much. Like you trust him 100%. Like I, I've said this publicly, I never check your phone. Um, obviously when we were at Quest, like there was a lot of women that were like hitting on you and it's like it ne I never thought twice about it. It never bothered me. I never thought, oh my God, is he going to take someone up on their offer? Um, because I had... For me, it's like I went all in. And people used to say I was crazy all the time. And, but I realized that 
It's that how they feel and they're projecting onto me because they have maybe been cheated on in the past. Maybe they had put trust in somebody and they got their heart broken. So they're projecting that feeling onto me. And so I think in this sense, it's the same thing where this person gets in arguments with their husband and maybe it does help them. Maybe that's what they need as a release valve. Um, I personally don't think that that's necessarily a great idea because in heated arguments like that, you can say things that you regret. I think it's entirely unproductive. I mean, it is unproductive. Yeah. So they've done studies on what happens when people allow themselves to express an emotion. There's a part of the brain that then has to justify the, the like size of the reaction. And when you have a big reaction, your brain goes, whoa, that must've been really important. It must've been really dramatic. I need to like, okay, wow, that was a big deal. So merely allowing yourself to ratchet up and get pissed and crank the volume yeah. and yell at somebody, it is actively moving you in the wrong direction because your brain will then say, whoa, this was a really big deal. When in fact, it probably wasn't. Yeah. In fact, you're right. Cause we've had big arguments, especially early on in our relationship. Um, and it just took so much longer to come down and de-escalate because your emotions and the, the energy between you is so freaking heightened that it would take us like an entire day to really like level out and then have the um, productive conversation that could then allow us to move past that problem. Um, but I think that that's why that person says it's, un it's, it's unhealthy to not argue because I think they just need to justify for themselves why it's okay for them to be in their relationship and then have that as a as a technique or something that they do. 100%. All right. Ah, we got would you rather segment. All right, guys. Would you rathers? Put down in the comments, answer as we answer. We haven't seen these before. We're going to do rapid fire. Oh, we got rapid fire well, now. I don't know. I just made that up. Rapid You're fire. hilarious. Because here's the thing. Like, we're going to do rapid fire. Not really. Every <laughs> time. Oh, shit. Every time we finish recording, you're always like, oh, we took too long in that segment. So I, yeah. so I just thought out rapid fire. I like it. Rapid fire. I've been begging for this. Here All we right. go. Ready? I need the question. All right, guys, you ready at home? Let's do this. Okay, would you rather? Would you rather have a lot of confidence but remain single forever or have confidence that's entirely dependent upon your partner? God, I hate these questions in the best way possible. Confidence entirely Man. dependent on your partner because I know our relationship and you won't ever abuse that. And go. Oh, God, this is rapid fire. Yes, that. But oh, they're both so horrible. They're horrible. And that one really sounds bad on paper, but like in secret, like cloaked, I'd be like, yeah, that one. <laughs> that's the truth it sounds terrible the funny thing is that, but if i was single i would say single for sure yeah i would say have your confidence. eyebrows told the whole story there about like you're conflicted about that being true but yeah it, I but, totally but here's it. the thing it is true but because yeah, i trust you 100 i think that that's the thing I'd yeah put it, I'd put Th my... this is me answering a question about you right yeah. and i think that that's fair yeah right now okay all right, um, remember guys, answer below with us. Would you rather sleep in a separate room from your partner and get great sleep every night or have to share a twin bed with your partner and get terrible sleep every night? By myself. <laughs> I like couldn't answer that any faster. You gotta be out of your mind. I am not sacrificing sleep. If we need to cuddle for a bit, we can cuddle. Let's get our cuddle on. Let's set aside time. But no way, nothing fucks with my sleep. Absolutely not. Was that fast enough? <laughs> How do you really feel, Mr. Billy? <laughs> I can't imagine that the answer surprised you. I mean, we have never shared a blanket. Yeah, so we never share blankets. And also yeah, because crazy. he likes it over his head and I can't breathe. So we just decided, hey, why bother sharing a blanket? Yes. But when we're, when I'm sick, that's the first thing you do. You literally, Peace. you don't stay in the same room. We've gone Absolutely like a week not. or even longer where I've got sick and then you've got sick. Mm -hmm. And then we've just gone in, in completely different rooms. But you're right. I, we do feel, I feel differently. Like my connection with you, if I don't sleep next to you, I really do feel weird and different. I feel more distant from you. Um, I have to fall asleep on your chest. God, I'm torn. My own bed. All right, next one. Wow, I can't believe you're torn on that. That's yeah. madness. Madness. And in right, fairness, we'll I take up most of the bed, so. Rapid fire. You'd probably you suffer more than the I other would. Night. I was like, <laughs> okay, so would small. you rather? How is this happening? <laughs> have a bad long term relationship and regret it, or never have a lasting relationship and regret it. So I'd rather not have a lasting relationship. Uh, I regretted it. 
if I learned something from it, it's like, yeah. oh, wow, okay, I became stronger because he broke my heart and now I was able to do this and this and I couldn't have learned that if he didn't break my heart. Like, I would try and see the positive in it, but if I was just, like, out and out, like, that was a complete waste of my years, then I'd rather not. Yeah, if somebody's saying there are two paths before you, one, you get in a very long-lasting relationship and end up regretting it, and the other is you're just by yourself, by myself, in no uncertain terms. Yeah. I have zero fear of being alone. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. All right. Back to fan question. Was that the end of the Would You Rather's? Yeah. Those are fun. Oh, that was we good. We like them so much. Get right now, those I just want rapid more. fire though, man. I'm telling you, that's the money right there. Um, all right. And thumbs up, guys, if you like the rapid fires. Thumbs up to Michelle. Shady old lady. Sorry. Okay. Next question. This one comes from Dagwami Asifa. My girlfriend and I love your show, but whenever we are giving each other advice, she feels like I am being harsh and I feel like I'm just telling her the brutal truth. What should we do? Oh, I so want to answer this first. Fire away. Okay, so Dagnami, Dagmami, um, I totally understand how you feel or I guess how your girlfriend feels because we approach things in different ways because especially since reading principles, yeah. which has become even worse in our relationship, like you're just dead straight and you're dead blatant about things. Um, and for me, it's like, I, I have a different way of processing. I need sweetness. I need, um, emotional understanding and for you, you kind of see emotion, that type of thing is like a waste of time and, because you don't need it, I don't think you quite get where I come from. If you'd used the word efficiency, I would have felt so oh, heard efficient. and understood. Yeah, sorry, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not efficient for you. And because you value your time so much with every little decision or every little thing you do, you then sometimes come across like you're annoyed because I want to talk about it a little bit more. And the, we've had this battle many times. Um, and so I think it's, a, needing to understand who the other person is, right? Because I try not to judge you on that. And so when you're harsh and if you've like, it's, it's stung me a little, the first thing I always say is, okay, well, does he love you? Yes, of course he loves you. Do you think he'll ever purposely try to hurt you? No. So answering those questions for me is, it just brings everything back into perspective. And then it makes me realize, okay, so I know the truth in my head, but my emotions are now trying to dictate how I'm feeling about this issue. So I know that you love me. I know that you never purposely do something to hurt me. So if that's the case, I need to articulate to you how I'm feeling. And in fact, that's exactly what I did this morning. It's like, look, right now, this is what I need. I know that you want to handle it like this, but I really do need this for us to get to this result. And if we are result oriented, this is how I need to work to get here. And so then you will say, okay, yes, that's the result we need to get to, but, and then you'll put in your own two cents and we'll just talk about it. And I think the biggest thing for me is I do need you because if you want me to hear you, if you want this result, I need you to not be brutally, like brutal in your honesty. I want you to be honest, just not brutal in the way you say it and the tone you use. I hear that 100%. And now for my own edification, would you say that I was brutal in my honesty this morning? Which was yeah. the, wow, okay, so this is fascinating. Everybody lean in because shit's <laughs> about to get really real here. So <clears throat> this was a microbiome-related issue. You were very frustrated. Your stomach was hurting. And you, because my beef is, like, we have an agreement that if you just need to be heard, say, I need to be heard. Mm -hmm. And you didn't say that. You led with, like, here's an issue. And you even said, like, pattern recognition. And you were trying to help me recognize the pattern of, like, this is when this happens and this happens and this happens. And so that put me into the mode of, like, okay, so we're trying to recognize the pattern. So then let's figure out what the pattern was that led you to having that feeling. And then, then you pulled the, like, I just need you to listen. And it was like, okay, fair enough. Then I'll, I will stop the um the solving the problem mode but <clears throat> by then you were already irritated so yeah and i felt like you pulled a fast one because you started mm. with uh like here's the pattern recognition this is what happens and so then i went into deeper pattern recognition of what are you eating and doing then that causes that problem right. so if you had come down the stairs because i've done this there are times go ahead well no so giving people a little more context so i wasn't feeling great 
I was telling you, not feeling great. I'm in quite a bit of agony right now. No, you didn't say that. I, I'm in pain. Uh. I'm in pain. I was grabbing my stomach, so I was in pain. But anyway, okay, well, I clearly wasn't, I wasn't clear enough to them, which is actually very important to know as well, that in my head, I was in agony. Yeah, so, because you don't throw that around. So if you'd said agony... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, ironically, though, full confession, that would have put me deeper into solve it mode because mm, now right. I'm really traumatized. So that's so, interesting for me to reflect on yeah. as well that what part of how I ended up there was not realizing the depths to which you were struggling mm. because you really are never abusive about like if you say agony, I'm like, whoa, because you're so right. like normally chill about that. But then as I say that out loud, I realize I would have just gone faster to solve it had I known and, you were really... And I actually love that we're doing this in real time because it's a good um, way of showing how we do communicate right. and like the words that we use, like, oh, well, if you use this word, that actually means something very different to me, which means I would have acted differently. And to me, it's like, well, it was obvious. Like last night, I could barely get out of bed to brush my teeth. So it's like... And it's funny because you didn't tell me that you were having a hard time getting out of bed to brush your teeth. I had no night? idea. Interesting. So I knew there was like a really brief window yeah. where you weren't doing well. Yeah. And then it seemed to wear off and like, and that was in a meeting. So it's not like I could be checking in right, or anything. Right. And by the end of the meeting, you seem fine. And so since sometimes the pain really is transient like yeah. that, I just point. thought, oh, she's better and this isn't a big deal. So when you woke up and you were making out like basically what you're saying now, which was I've been in pain this whole time, but I had no idea. So yeah. because I didn't know that, then that puts me in one frame of mind, which is sort of low stakes, but let's figure out like what you're going through. And then the thing that I really reacted to was your sense of like total frustration, right? Like I'm stuck in this situation and the situation is very yeah. frustrating. And that because I hate seeing you unhappy and this is where being codependent is a pain in the ass because you then being frustrated means I start feeling frustrated with the situation and I don't want to get sucked into that so then I'm like, well, let's solve the problem. But then I'm trying to solve the problem and you just want to be listened to. But we've agreed and you didn't ask that I just To listened. be honest, yeah, it didn't even occur to me and I just forgot. So if you can help me in those moments when I first start going, okay, is this a moment you want to be listened to? Like help, if you ask me the question, it puts it in my head because I wasn't really thinking of it. And I think that I've heard a lot of women, I don't want to like stereotype, but I've heard a lot of women that are like, I was doing this and I can't believe he doesn't realize and like, you hear that a lot, right? Like, how long have we been together? And every time I do this, he does this and he doesn't realize this. And I try not to ever test you, right? And I try to be very upfront and honest about this is what I'm looking for in this. And it didn't occur to me until you weren't doing it. And so when I was saying, like, I'm really, really frustrated right now, like I was doing so well and I've taken steps back and you immediately go into like, but this is where your mind needs to be and this is what you need to do. Even as you're re-explaining it now, I'm like, she's got to stop using those words. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's it, how I heard it. Like you, That's how you heard what? That you were, That's what you were saying. Like you need to get your mind right. Oh, 100%. Like oh. you clearly understood where I was. Right. And even now hearing you re-explain it, I feel that strongly. That I need to get my mind yes. right. Oh, I see. Sorry, I thought yes, you know, I misunderstood yes, yes. what you were saying. No, no, no. Okay. You like, okay. and so, I was totally misreading what you needed. Right. So 100%. you were saying, get your mind right because the mind and the gut are so connected. So right now when you're in the pain, like if your mindset is this way, then you're never going to heal. Um, and I heard all of that. But in that moment, I was like, fuck the mind. Like, I just want my husband right. to feel. And in fairness, you didn't react big like and I, that. No, I didn't. I, just want I didn't to know at that. all. In my head, yeah. I was thinking like, I fuck just. Fuck the mind. I just, yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck <laughs> the mind. Like, right now, to be honest, all I want is you to get up off the sofa and come give me a cuddle. Right. Like, that's what I need. Because you're right. You're absolutely right. I totally get that the mind affects the gut. And right now I'm not helping it. I know that intellectually, but I know myself and I know right now because I'm in this emotional state, I can't think with my mind in a very, you know, strategic way. All right, Lisa, you need to go meditate. You're in this moment. I just needed in that split five minutes, I just needed a cuddle. Right. And that's exactly what I ended up saying to him. Right? I said to you like, Right now, I just need you to, I just need, I can't remember what word I used. Did I say sympathy? No, I just you need, didn't. And I in just, my head, I was screaming, she just wants sympathy. She just wants sympathy. Which to me, like, and now this is just terrible, but like, to me, asking for sympathy yeah, is like is not the right play. 
would say that. You would never because, but that's secretly what was going on, right? You needed some sympathy. And what you asked yeah. for, I think, were kisses and cuddles. Kisses now, and cuddles, that's I right. was, because I was frustrated that you were doing something that I know is counterproductive, I allowed that to creep into mm -hmm. my behavior. Although, admittedly, I just went quiet. But also, I totally recognize that I can't stay there. Right. And so that's when me and you have tried to communicate. And you were really right about that. You said, I won't stay here. You know, I won't stay here. Right. And I was like, yeah, she's right. right. I know that she processes fast. Yeah. And from my perspective, I had to come at it in a very calm manner. I don't know, like I was dramatic just now. Um, but yeah, I didn't say that. Like I, I was very pattern recognition. So I know myself and I know when I'm in pain or I've had a painful um, issue that I do just want kisses and cuddles from you immediately. And then after that, five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm going to get back on the right. straight and narrow and I know that I'll figure it out and I'll be tough and I'll be strong and I can get through it. Um, but it's it was so important in that moment to say that to you, to be very calm, but very articulate in what I needed from you. And that actually helped made me feel better. Instead of getting myself all rattled up and going, I can't believe he doesn't realize that I just need this. It was like, no, let him know what you need. And then, you know, step away, let your emotions calm down and then be able to like proceed. Mm. But we never test each other. Um, and so, but it's a good reminder. So if you can actually just ask me, because I, I, I completely forgot to tell you what I needed from that conversation. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and for sure, I will try. But the fascinating thing is from both of our sides, the worldview is so all-encompassing mm. and so right that it didn't occur to me even for a second that you'd want anything other than a solution. It didn't occur to me, right? Like really think about that for a second. But now reflect back on how well you know me. A hundred percent. I was startled when you finally said what I need right now are kisses and cuddles. I was like, that's so obvious. And I can't believe that like it didn't even occur to me. Like there are times where the emotion right. forces me in one direction, even though I like part of me is screaming, hey, what she really needs is this. And you know that. It didn't even occur to me until you said like what I really need are kisses and cuddles. And, and I, I don't like, take... Wow, and yeah, I don't God. take that personally. Like I know a lot of people like, well, it would if it if he loved me, it would occur to him. Like that's one thing that we took off the table Doesn't a long time sense. ago. It doesn't make sense. Because again, I just asked myself the question, does he love me? Yes, of course he loves me. Okay, so why am I judging this one action by how you feel about me? Like it it those two don't come together. Right. It's I know you and I know that sometimes things like that don't occur to you, but I know you and I know that you love me. So I don't blend those two. And a fascinating part, and you were saying this back with um, Vanessa Van Edwards and Captivate, I every now and then will get hit by the weight of the reality that you actually think the way that you tell me you think. And say that again. So when you, you like, for instance, if I were going through something and I was in pain or whatever, my every inclination is to lean into the pain that this is a moment to impress myself, to fucking deal with it, to solve mm. it, to just bam, bam, bam down a list of like, what do I need to do? So if I were in pain, I'd like get out a notepad, obviously in my phone or a computer, not an actual notepad. And I would just start, boom, boom, boom. Here are the things that I need to do. Here's what I need. I need to talk to this person, do that. Ah. And that would alleviate all of my woes and efficiency, right? Like this, like, how can we do this as fast as possible? Ah, everything would be like deadly efficient. And in fact, if I were in that zone, the thing that would end up causing tension between you and I is I would not tolerate a single stray word. Like it's just gotta be fucking deadly efficient. Mm -hmm. We don't have time for anything but efficiency. And that feels so right. It just feels like so you don't understand truth. why I not not understand. It feels like objective, like gospel, universe, like universe truth. Like this, this is like a fundamental law of physics. Right. Is how it feels. Right. I don't feel like oh, I've chosen to think this. I feel like this is the only thing that makes sense. Okay. So every now and then, and but I know that it's absurd from your point of view. Like I get how stupid and crazy to to be caught in that bubble and to deal with things like that with just like this total aggression and focus and all of that. And so I understand 
that from the outside, it is not objective truth. It is not a fundamental law of physics, and it's not, right? It just happens to be like, that's how, A, I have the wiring proclivity for that, and then I have invested in that direction for almost 20 years mm -hmm. of reinforcing it, reinforcing it, reinforcing it. And every now and then, I'll remember, you actually don't think like that. And that you actually, the, the way that you tell me you think is actually how you think. So for instance, you hiding things. I can't, I can't even now, as I say, hiding things, it's derogatory. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, um, Marilyn came up to me earlier and was like, oh, do you know where the placemats are? And I said, you're looking at the wrong person. Oh, you're saying tidy because you say hide. It, make, yes, it makes it sound but, like. But here, the, my word choice is derogatory. Yes. Because it is, it's so absurd to me that everything has to, has to be like hidden, right? Okay. So anyway, you think the way that you actually yeah. think every now and then the weight of that will hit me. And, but here's the thing. You feel so strongly that in the past, because I've seen it benefit you, I'm like, oh, you're very persuasive. And so you're like, this is how like, oh my God, this, you know, you're very excitable and like, this is what works. Really? <laughs> this is what works for me. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess that that makes sense. I should do it like that. And I tried it your way. And because I just thought, oh, maybe my way's wrong because he always succeeds with the way he does it. And I tried it your way. And I just found like, it was like, um, like almost hay on my back. And then eventually it was like the last straw that broke my back and everything fell apart because I was so trying to not embrace how I was feeling that I just put it aside and put my feelings aside and was like, you can't, you know, don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't do this. Like, and then eventually I would crack and it hit me maybe a year or two ago where I was like, this, that technique works for him and I've tried it. It just, that isn't how I'm wired. And it actually makes me, it worse for me because eventually I do crack and crumble. And so I thought, okay, well, that technique just doesn't work. And the ultimate thing is what is getting you the results, right? Like if it's not getting me the results then change it, just because it works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for me. And I've learned over time that what does work for me is in that moment, be very articulate, bring my emotions down, but be very clear about what I'm feeling so that you don't think like, wow, this has come out of left field or like, I had no idea that you were feeling like that. So just let him know this is what I, and what I need because you're not a mind reader. And I think that is so important. People think other people know exactly what you need. It's like, unless you say it, you don't know. Like we've been together for 17 years. And so for me, it's Make sure he knows exactly what you need. Let him know how you're feeling. And I have found it like has changed me so much and allowed me to not just crack under pressure when I've had all of that piling on. Word. I think we completely derailed. Oh, but hopefully that was uh, 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Hopefully that was somewhat uh, beneficial to people because that's really how we process things. Um, okay. This comes from Sean Bremer. How would you overcome insecurities caused by your ex cheating on you so that you can move on with your life? Uh, so for me, this is, this is very simple. Um, one, if you've decided that that's not something you're going to try to work through, I would break up with them. And then for me, insecurities come down to one very simple fact. Insecurities don't help. So insecurity, if it's motivating you to do something about it and change, okay, rad, like that's great, make the change. If you're not gonna make the change or it's something you can't change, let's say that she uh, cheated on you because you're under six feet tall, whatever. Um, nothing you can do to change that. So wasting even an ounce of energy on that doesn't make sense. And there is a part of my belief system that if something doesn't make sense, not doing it is so the right answer mm. that I would just immediately let go of it. Yeah. Yeah, I would treat it like, okay, how do I take responsibility? I mean, I just did a whole post yesterday about um, a phrase that you say all the time, everything is my fault. And so even if it's not directly, like, because I know how that could really hurt someone's like personal ego or I guess self-esteem. Um, then their self-esteem is built around the wrong thing. Yeah, maybe you're right. But I would just say to myself, okay, what part did I play in this? right? Like whether it was something that I did or our relationship was weak and I didn't spot the weakness in our relationship or these were the signs they were giving me that they weren't into me or these were the signs. Like, was there anything that I can learn from and take ownership of in my next relationship? Because I don't ever want to play the victim 
forever. And so if I'm able to take control, then I feel I, I have the power of my own life. And I think it's important to not take that baggage to the next relationship because you're not giving it the chance that it deserves. Um, and so I would literally break everything down and say, what are all the things that I could do differently next time? If I had to relive this. I'm going to push you a little bit because what he's asking about is insecurity. So how do you deal with the insecurity? I think it would just take take ownership on how I can change if I had to reflect back into my last relationship. What are the things that I could do differently? And I think the power of that. But what are you going to do differently if I break up with you because you're too short? I mean, the great news is I wouldn't be insecure about that. What can I do about it? Nothing. Has there ever been anything that you've been insecure about? Oh, that, oh Jesus, yes. Right? So answer <laughs> from that position. So it's something that All you're right, insecure, so about, I was insecure about. And either you can do something about it or you can't. All right. How so do you handle each? I was insecure about my nose. I was insecure about... Um, my, so what did you do about your nose? So, yeah. So let's take that for, in my teenage years. Insecure about my nose and insecure about my teeth. Um, so... As a kid, I had braces. Obviously, I could do something about that. But with my nose, because I used to get teased for it, so I would, I definitely contemplated, do I have plastic surgery? Like, when I'm old enough, do I do this? And then when I got old enough, I just thought, you know what? The truth is, if someone doesn't like me because of my nose or someone's going to cheat on me because of my nose, they're not freaking worth it. And so I got secure in addressing my insecurities and then saying, okay, well, I've got control of this. So if I've got control of it, then how do I want to act? Because it's all in your control. So if I want to act, if, if it really bothers me and I'm insecure about it and I can't get over it, then have a nose job and be done with it. Like I'm not against plastic surgery at all. Um, but when I realized like, wow, if that's going to be something that's going to hold someone back from being with me or not being with me, like as a boyfriend, then that actually is great because I can see who they are as a person. And so within that decision-making, I became secure. And can I push it even farther? Yeah. So I think that you live in a permanent state of revenge body. What does that mean? So revenge body I've is... I've heard that before. It, no, come on, of revenge course you have. Revenge body? Yeah. So where like, someone breaks up with you or they cheat on you or whatever and you go get in the best shape <laughs> of your life and you just look fucking amazing and you're like, look at what you're missing out on. Yeah. So, and you, you permanently live there. So you are, mm, you to me are, I wish upon every human being to have grown up an ugly duckling and then transform yourself into a beautiful swan. And that to me is exactly what you've done. Like I reap the benefits every day of you growing up insecure because you're on the inside, you're an obscenely beautiful person who cares so fucking deeply about other people who like goes to bat for every underdog you ever see anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like it is, and I love that about you. I love the way you fall over yourself for old people. I love the way Jesus, you're, this is the only right way to say it. You are pathologically compelled to empower women. Like it, you're just obsessed with this idea of like reaching young girls who might be going through something like what you did and wanting to help them find like that inner strength and all that. And the fact that your physique is within your control and it's something that you show up in the gym every day and you put in the hard ass work and like all of that, like has just turned you into this incredible person that I have just the utmost respect for that I'm really inspired by. Like, but I see how it was born out of you like, People made fun of you for things. And it's because you've gained the confidence in other areas that you're like, sure, like people can make fun of me for my nose. And it almost becomes this point of pride that I've done so many other things with myself, with my mind, with my body, with my kindness, with like everything that I feel so good about who I am and maybe more importantly, who I'm becoming and who I'm willing to become to put in the work and all of that, that it doesn't bother me like it used to if somebody were to assail me for those things. And in, and now mm -hmm. it's like, even though I could do something about it, I choose not to. So that to me, like that's the only way to deal with insecurity. You either brush it off because there's absolutely nothing that can be done about it or you change it. Like mm -hmm. those are your two yeah. options. Yeah. That was very sweet, baby. Well, it's all true. Bless you. Thank you. And it's not like the first time I've said that about know, the ugly duckling. I love that. It was very passionate. Well. Um, all right, so we've got some fan shout outs. Daniel Bro, yeah, who also who also loved reading Captivate. Yeah, Great book. Peter Her 
you just give me names to see how, I, how much I mess them up, don't you? Uh, Harik, who I'm just going to say first names from now on, who's a teacher and did a Tomstar AMA with his students. Nice. That's so cool. That's really cool. I want to know how that turned out. Did they like it? That's they really cool. They were blown cool. away. Lives were changed. <laughs> of course they were. I like to um, And Marina does... Wow, who, Marina D. D, there Sub you go. Marina D. Who realized that her and her partner need more open communication by watching today's episode. Wow. Wow, thank you. And that's all she wrote. That's our last. Nice. Uh, that's it? We're at the end? Yeah, we're at the end. All right, guys, thank you so much. And we, we love doing this show. It's incredible for us to be able to process some of these things in front of you guys. Absolutely incredible. And mad shout out to the shady old lady. Uh, for the would you rathers, which just continue to be hateful in the best possible way. Uh, just wanted to say something quickly actually yeah. about health theory because I posted yeah, yesterday yeah, yeah. and a lot of people are very excited about health theory and they want to know where they can watch it. Um, and so right now we're just figuring out all the exact details. We've shot the pilot. We're going to shoot a couple more, have them in the can. We won't so be doing those it live. It will almost certainly be on Facebook Watch. So keep your eyes peeled there since this is on Facebook. Uh, we would have put it on our um, YouTube page, but we'd get punished from the algorithm because it's to the left uh, of everything else that we do. But yeah. yeah, but we'll let you guys know. And so stay tuned. All right, cool. Thank you guys again for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and share this, by the way. If this is adding value to your life, hit that share button. And follow That'd me be... at Lisa Bilyeu. Yes. I was going to say follow you, but Word. they're watching no. this on your channel. So follow, <laughs> follow Lisa. They're already here. Yes, indeed. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Bye. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.